Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee and welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Today's episode is about the simplicity of self-healing and I am joined by special guest Lisa Warner. Lisa is the author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing and teacher of health sovereignty. She specializes in showing heart-centered entrepreneurs who are facing cancer but no longer resonate with the medical model how to heal themselves. She shows them the brilliance of the body's divine design and teaches them how to break free from the medical mindset so that they can so that they no longer have to rely on others for their well-being. She shows her clients how to see through the eyes of their soul so they can be the sovereign creators of their own health and happiness. So I'm very excited to have you here today. This is an amazing topic um, and one I want to learn more about because when we say simplicity to self-healing, I'm still still not fully sold, but I'm sure I will be at the end of this. It, it, I want to hear the simple way to do this. So um, thank you so much for joining, Lisa. And just to start out, can you tell us a bit about your journey and your inspiration for this topic of self-healing and, and the work you've done? Sure. Thanks for having me, Kaylee. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> it's an honor. Um, you know, my my backstory is that um, I grew up as a as a healthy fit athlete. Um, when I was a very very little girl, I I had these kind of special abilities that I could see multidimensionally and I could see these great big patterns that were happening throughout humanity. But as a really little girl, I didn't know what to do with the information. Like I could see that, that humanity had forgotten who they were. I could see that, you know, that people were kind of walking in this state where their soul was somewhere else and they were operating just from the mind and that they had really forgotten their, their divine origin. But to me, that was like super scary because as a little girl, it seemed like, wow, it's, this is a crazy planet. This is a crazy place to be. So um, I kind of forgot everything that I knew as I was growing up because it was just too overwhelming for me to know those things at a little, uh, you know, at such a young age. So I grew up as a figure skater in, in the Olympic Village of Lake Placid, New York. And, you know, everything was about the Olympics and figure skating for me. And, uh, and I just had this body that was always healthy, was always fit. You know, I would have a cold or the flu or whatever from time to time, but, you know, never anything to worry about. And I just always took my, my health and fitness for granted until I got into being an adult and trying to, trying to figure out this world. I never quite resonated with, with how things worked here. I always saw things from a very different angle. So I kept trying to fit in, but, you know, I was like the square peg in the round hole that just 
really, I never could figure out what my sole purpose was or what job I was supposed to have because none of the job, traditional jobs were really fulfilling to me. So I was really struggling with my place in the world and struggling financially. And um, so it really was, it started to really, really take its toll on me. And I was always stressed and I was always worried. And pretty soon my healthy fit body started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I started to resent my body. It's like, why is my, you know, why are you doing this to me? And, um, and the more stressed I got, the worse my health became, you know, until suddenly all of a sudden, like there it was, cancer was staring me in the face. I'm like, oh my gosh. So every morning I'm waking up going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this wasn't supposed to happen to me. What's, what's going on here? Like cancer was never supposed to be part of my reality, but here it is. And like, what do I do? And the only thing I knew, what, the only thing that I knew to do was to know, I knew what not to do because every time I thought about, you know, chemo or radiation or pharmaceuticals, all of those just, it didn't seem right. It didn't sit in my body well. And I was, I was really, I thought I was terrified of those things, but it was actually, it was my higher self sending me the message like, no, stop. That's not the right way to go. So I knew that this was kind of my wake up call. And I knew that it was time for me to reclaim my mastery. I knew that this was my lifetime to to remember all the things that I knew when I was a little girl that I had pushed aside, I knew that it was time to break out that suitcase that I had buried and pull out those treasures because I knew that my healing would lie in that awareness. So every day, you know, instead of going to the doctor and trying to, to do all that stuff to fix my body, I just went into meditation and I started meditating every day and I started getting quieter and quieter and the more I asked for guidance, the more the guidance came until one day kind of boom, out of the, out of the ethers, a whole packet of information just dropped in. And suddenly it was like the light bulb went off and I, I suddenly realized, oh my gosh, cancer is not what's happening to my body. My body's not being attacked by a disease and nobody's body's being attacked by disease. Our bodies have a divine blueprint and our bodies are doing exactly what they're designed to do. We just haven't heard the message. What I realized in that day was that our bodies have their own language. Our bodies speak in symptoms. They don't speak in English, French, and German, but they speak in sensations and symptoms. Symptoms like swelling or pain or vomiting, diarrhea, tumors. These are all symptoms that our bodies display and they display them because of a meaningful purpose. There's a reason why those things are there. And when we start to understand the divine blueprint, how our body is designed to function, we can start to listen to those symptoms. And we don't have to assume that the symptoms mean that there's something wrong with our body we can start to listen to them and we can start to understand them. When we understand the language, then there's no language barrier. We understand what is going on and we don't have to fight the symptoms anymore. Because our bodies, that divine blueprint, our body is designed to heal itself. 
that's part of the plan of the of how to operate this body how the operate how the body operates itself is it's designed to heal itself so that was my journey and so i wrote this book the simplicity of self-healing just to kind of write down all the awarenesses that i gained along my journey up until the point of this book and i wrote this book in 2013 i think it was so i've learned even a lot more since then but that was kind of the beginning of my journey there's my there's my story for you <laughs> thank you and i mean it's so inspiring to hear that story, to hear someone's experience, like what you went through and how you went on that healing journey. And then to now kind of, you know, move forward with that and actually share this with other people, like through your book and through the work you're doing. So that's so powerful to not only have experienced it yourself, but now be giving, you know, giving back and seeing that you have this gift to give others too, or this information to share with others. Um, so I love hearing that. So thank you for sharing that in your story. Um, can we talk a little bit about like the healing process then? And like, well, how does healing happen in our bodies? What does that look like? Well, it's a very interesting process because we think that, that healing just means that all of a sudden our bodies just kind of magically get better. And that actually is true. <laughs> However, the healing process is actually the process of the body reconstructing itself. So if you were buying, if you bought a house and you wanted to remodel the house, the first things that you would have to do is you would have to hire a contractor to come in and do the remodeling. And then when they got there, they would come in and the first thing they would do is they would start ripping out all the old stuff. Well, this is what happens to our bodies. Our bodies go through a similar process when they heal themselves. So when they heal themselves, first they, they hire the contractors, which are the bodies, they are the bacteria and viruses inside the body. They're the little workers that go in and start changing the cellular structure. And then when those little workers start ripping things apart, <laughs> that's when the pain happens or you know, the noisiness we have we have burping and farting and coughing and sneezing and vomiting all these things that create disruption they're painful they're uncomfortable they're noisy and and they they're painful um so we assume that that process right there is like oh my gosh there's something wrong with my body but what's actually happening is that the construction crew is in there changing it's ripping out the old and building back the new so healing is actually this reconstruction process that we have completely backwards we assume that there's something wrong with our bodies when in fact our bodies are actually in the healing reconstruction rejuvenation process yes and then Further to that, like you say, okay, the medical model tells us, you know, cancer attacks our bodies, but you have a different point of view of that. So you say there's nothing wrong with our bodies. Can you explain that to us? Like, how can that be? Um, tell us more about that and, and like that viewpoint or what you've discovered on your own journey. Sure. So um, we'll use a simple analogy. So if you're walking down the street and you get a pebble in your shoe, we have basically there are two choices. You can either stop and take the pebble out or you can keep walking. If you stop and take the pebble out, 
nothing happens to your body. But if you keep walking on that pebble in the shoe, if you walk long enough, by the time you get to your destination, you finally take that shoe off, chances are you've got a pretty good blister on the bottom of your foot. So the body creates the blister to form a cushion between the, the pebble and the delicate underneath skin of the, of the foot. So the body is reacting to the pebble and is doing something to defend itself, to protect itself, and obviously to protect you from that pebble bursting through into the inner layers of the skin. So if the, if the pebble had been removed right away, the body would not have had the reaction. So what happened in that little scenario is, first of all, the body sent a signal of pain saying, hey, you got a pebble in your shoe. And then we had two choices. We can either stop and take it out or we can keep going. If we ignore that initial sign of pain from the body, we go, you know, it's no big deal, then the body has to take action and it has to do something to protect itself. So most of the time we have, we walk around with many, many different types of pebbles in our shoe. The things that irritate us, that we don't take care of, anger, fear, uh, doubt, depression, um, guilt, shame, blame. These are all things that are irritants. There are all things that are like the pebble in the shoe. So if we walk around and, and we feel guilty about something, let's say, well, guilt is fine. It's not, there's nothing wrong with any negative emotion. They're all, they're all just signs and symptoms saying, hey, you have to deal with something. But a lot of times we don't really know how to deal with that emotional upset. And we end up walking around, you know, like feeling guilty or feeling like we're not pretty enough or feeling like we did something wrong. And those are all like the pebbles in the shoe. And every, for every one of those pebbles, the body responds. So the body does something to protect itself because each one of those pebbles in our shoe puts us in fight or flight. So we have, we either try to fight something off we, or we try to run and hide from the thing or we just freeze. Like we just don't know what to do. So every time we go into that fight, flight or freeze patterning, the body responds and it does something to try to help protect us. So when that, when we have walked around with the pebble in the shoe long enough, the blister, <laughs> whatever that would be, starts to become evident. So just like walking down the street, the blister doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the body. The blister is there to protect against the actual pebble. So we don't really, in, because we know that the pebble was there, it's obvious why the blister was there. We simply remove the pebble, we put you know, we, we put a Band-Aid over the blister and then we wait for it to heal because we know that the body's going to heal that. But when we find a pebble, like a tumor, for example, 
we don't know what that that pebble was. We don't even realize there was a pebble. So we don't realize that that tumor is actually like the blister. It's, it's the body protecting itself in some way. So we simply go, oh my gosh, it's being attacked. Well, the blister in, in our example, the pebble was the thing that was attacking. So the body was being attacked by the pebble. Mm -hmm. However, we don't see that our emotions are actually the things that are attacking the body. Those are the pebbles in the shoe. So when these things show up, when the blister appears, we simply go, oh my gosh, we're being attacked by cancer or a virus or some sort of, you know, whatever, whatever thing we think we're being attacked by. So, and then we try to fight the blister. We try to make the blister go away by using, you know, drugs or vaccines or, or whatever, because we don't realize that if we simply take the pebble away, the body's going to heal itself. So we have to start looking at the divine design of our body. Every time we get some sort of an emotional pebble in the shoe, the body is going to respond and try to protect itself. So if we can see what that divine design is, then we can stop fearing these blisters that show up in our body and we can use for every type of emotional reaction we have that puts us in fight or flight a specific body part will respond so if we see what body part is responding we can find the blister it's a direct language Okay, so do you, can you go a little bit more into detail about the body's divine design then and what you mean by that? So the body is designed to function in a very specific manner. So every time there's some sort of an attack, every time we go into, every time like a crisis appears, you know, you get an unexpected bill in the mail or you get, you know, your, your spouse comes home and says, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> like we have these emotional shocks all the time. You know, we lose our job. Somebody says we're ugly, whatever that is. When that happens, we get shocked. And depending on how the psyche processes that shock the body will respond because that shock is the pebble that gets wedged in the shoe so if depending on what type of emotional response it is will determine what type of response the body has you know if it's a if it's a death fright for instance the lungs respond to that type of a pebble um, a worry in the, in the nest, like if you're a right-handed woman and you're worried about your child, then you may end up with breast cancer in your left breast. The body is super specific. You're, if you're a right-handed woman and you're having a trouble with your spouse, you could get breast cancer in your right breast. So the body has a very specific pattern of response. It's a specific design. Wow. It's just like mind blowing to think because we, like you said, we deal with the stuff day to day. And sometimes, I mean, we don't really deal with it. Like it, it happens, it happens to us and you can find yourself a week later, you know, still with that nagging feeling or, or the stress of something that occurred and, and you haven't done anything about it. Like you just don't want to deal with it or it's, you put it off or you don't know how. And 
So this is like amazing to hear because it's like giving us attention of like, we need to, to do that healing when it happens then. Absolutely. We, you know, as kids, when we went to school, we were never taught any of these, any of these things. We were never taught how to deal with our emotions. We were never taught the actual divine design of our bodies. We were never taught these universal truths. So, you know, this is kind of part of the human game. We've all kind of, we've all come here and we've kind of put the bag over our head and forgotten that we're the divine infinite being. And we all are playing that, oh, I'm just this small limited human and, you know, I'm separate and the world happens to me. But that's not actually true. We are infinite beings. We are the non-physical being in the body. We're not the body. So we have to start as we go through this shift of consciousness that's happening on the planet, we're kind of waking up and re- remembering our divine origin and remembering that we are more than these bodies. And when we start to look through the eyes of our soul, rather than just through the human eyes, uh, we start to see from a completely different perspective. We start to see the universal patterns that are actually true. So we've got you know, all of these man-made rules that we've all been trying to fit into, the society rules and what we should do and shouldn't do, but they're not the same rules that the universe plays by. (laughs) And when we start playing by the universal rules of how things actually work, life gets so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. And so you, like, so from your perspective and what you've said, okay, so there's not this this cancer cure or that it's not that it has to be cured you say um but it has to be understood so what yeah what are we what do how can we you know translate that into our lives with anything even beyond cancer or the things that are happening like that that understanding absolutely our like our bodies really our best friend because our body signals to us when anything is going going wrong it feels bad you know we have that sensation in our body we feel anxious or nervous or depressed or guilty all of these things have specific physical sensations so our body is here to help us navigate through this reality and when we're feeling bad in the body that's the body going hey lisa you got this thing <laughs> you know you got to look at it you got to deal with it you know, but we've all been trained, like, you know, we don't want to deal with those emotions, you know, that's just not good stuff. We don't want to cry. We don't want to appear depressed in society. So we just have to put it in our backpack and go on about our day as if nothing is wrong. But our bodies are here to help us. Our bodies are here to help guide us back into health all the time. So our inner guidance system is part of those, um, of those emotions that we feel. When we're feeling a negative emotion, that's literally a, a message from our soul going, hey, you're believing something that's not true. Take a look at it because you need to look in a different direction because the, tr- the direction of truth feels really good. So all of these, we have to start being able to listen to our bodies and let our bodies help us and start helping our bodies in turn. So that body houses our inner guidance system and our soul is always talking to us. It's always guiding us and it guides us through these sensations in our bodies. 
but we've put all of these negative emotional labels on the sensations. And then we just, we don't want to deal with any negative emotions. So we just kind of ignore the sensations. So this is always the body alerting us like, hey, Lisa, you got a pebble in your shoe. <laughs> you better take it out before I get a blister. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, what comes to mind too, for me is like the difference between men and women. So I don't know, like, if this is necessarily proven, but do you think like, I find then women can kind of get in tune with this better. Like I think of men and they're historically the ones that kind of ignore symptoms or, you know, sort of fight through it. And that's, that. I mean, that's just kind of a stereotype, but for me, that's something that comes to mind. So do you see, is there a difference between men and women when it comes to this? Um, I mean, there, there's yes and no. There are kind of two sides to that because sometimes it works on the behalf of the man when he kind of ignores some of these things because he lets stuff roll off. Like a lot of women take things really personally, take things really to heart because in general, we're really sensitive and we're very empathic. So we end up taking on a lot of other people's energies. You know, we see people struggling around us and we're like, oh man, I feel so bad. You know, my friend is going through this thing. I really wish I could help. And we end up taking a lot of that energy on ourselves. Whereas a man uh, in many respects often doesn't have that, that same level of, of, of I don't want to say empathy, you know, not meaning that they don't care. But it's like they don't let it affect them so much. They're a little bit more the observer and can, can allow things to kind of roll off, even though a lot of people say, oh, you know, they, they just don't care. They don't have that, that empathy. But I don't think that's really true. I think that, you know, it's just more water off the duck's back in, in many ways, which kind of serves to, to their benefit because they're not in that fight or flight as much as, as the really empathic women are. Okay. So then what can we do then to get engaged in this self-healing process? Because as you're saying that, I'm like, well, I do that all the time. Like you hear of a story or something happens and you, I feel so bad. And so I'm, I'm guilty of doing these things. So it's now it's, well, what do we do? Like, it sounds like your journey, it was a lot of meditation that really helped um, you through this. But what, what are some ideas that we can um, utilize to really take this, um, that self-healing journey or, um, really, yeah, be empowered and trust our bodies. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot more to our body than just the physical body. We have a light body, which is the, the energy structure around our physical body. So all of the non-physical things, thoughts and emotions are non-physical. So, uh, so all of our thoughts and emotions, the non-physical stuff, affects the physical stuff. And when we start to notice energy, when we start to notice when we're not feeling good, what's that energy that's in my space? You know, energy such as shame, blame, fear, doubt, guilt, anxiety, all of those are energies. They're all qualities of energy. And when we start to look at things in terms of energy, we can start to also look at things in terms of our chakra system and the, our energy body. So every day, if we do some basic energy hygiene, <laughs> you know, brushing our teeth, we, we always brush our teeth or you know, we take a shower, we, we wash our hair. 
So we're really aware of our physical hygiene. However, we're not so aware of our energy hygiene. So every day, if we do things to balance and ground our energy and keep our energy field clean and aligned and balanced, that helps tremendously. So one simple thing that we can do is we can ground, grounding ourselves, going outside, putting our feet on the ground. If we can't go outside, if we don't have nature, we can also ground visually. We can connect our, the base of our spine, that first chakra at the base of our spine. And we can just use our imagination and create kind of a beam of light or roots that grow out of the bottom of our feet or the bottom of our, uh, the base of our spine. Anything that will connect us to the center of the earth. And then, you know, as we really kind of wrap those roots or wrap that light cord around the center of the earth, we can use our breath and we can use, use the breath to move energy up and down that grounding cord between Mother Earth and our bodies. And that helps kind of, it acts like a lightning rod. It starts to, to ground off all of these static electric charges that build up, all of these charges of, of you know, resistance, fear, doubt, guilt, those are things that we pick up from the outside world. They're not intrinsically ours. We weren't born with we weren't born with guilt or shame or or um, feeling bad about ourselves. We were born in pure unconditional love. So that's our natural state. So all of these other things are things that we've picked up from outside. So when we start to manage our energy and we start to notice the non-physical stuff, we start to notice when we're feeling angry or guilty. And we just look at that and we start to move that energy out of our body. It really helps to keep ourselves balanced and grounded and happy. Yeah. And just the day-to-day. So like I think of like, okay, when you're sort of, you know, go, go, go in your day, Um, And maybe someone says something to you that, you know, doesn't sit well, or it's, you feel like it's a judgment or something like that. Like, what can we do at that very moment to sort of make sure that we're not letting it kind of, kind of settle in and and go deeper and beyond that? Like, is there anything where we can notice it or, or be aware better? Like, I feel like if we're kind of we've gone this far and we're like the go, go, goers, do, do, doers, it's, it's hard to go back, like be in tune sometimes I feel like. It is. But, you know, once we start to first, the first thing is like, we have to make a choice to become aware of these things. You know, the first thing is always to make a really, really clear choice. So if we, if we just stop and decide that that's what we're going to do is we're going to start to notice that that's a huge step right there. But then when we start to notice when we're not feeling good, instead of, we always feel good. We always start to not feel good about some circumstance. There'll be some circumstance that triggered the not feeling good. Yeah. But so we get caught in looking at that circumstance. Like we try to fix the circumstance. Like, how can I do, you know, how can I fix this? Or why did they do that to me? Or how did I screw up so bad? Whatever it is we say. And we try to, to wrangle around that circumstance. But if we look at the energy instead, 
And we go, oh my gosh, I feel really guilty about that. Well, let's look at the guilt because it's the guilt that's in our energy field that starts generating the physical circumstances. We are non-physical beings experiencing ourselves in physicalness. So we are taking the non-physical thought forms and turning them into physical circumstances. So when we have a circumstance show up in our life, the circumstance is actually being generated from a like energy. So if a circumstance shows up and we feel guilty about that circumstance, the circumstance happens because we have guilt, that energy of guilt in our energy field somewhere. So if we go back and we start, we start to look at the guilt, the energy of guilt itself, we can clear that energy because it's very easy to transform energy. But we get so caught up in looking at the circumstance that we forget that the circumstance is being caused by an energy. So it's the same thing as the pebble in the shoe. Any circumstance that shows up in our life that is painful, it is being generated by a pebble in the shoe. <laughs> so we have to go out and look at the energy, that pebble of guilt or shame or doubt or anxiety that is in our energy field. And we have to remove that pebble. And then the circumstances go away. They heal themselves. Okay. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. So it's these messages and we're getting them in, in many forms, it sounds like. So it's just having to be more of an observer and have that awareness. And if we can all be more observers and have the awareness, then we'll pick up on these messages and be able to go through that process with them better. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And when we start to realize that our bodies are really, truly our best friends, we can stop fighting them and we can start appreciating them for all the things that they've done for us. And we can start to realize that, hey, if I remove these pebbles, if I deal with these emotional things or these energies that are in my energy field, my body is going to bring itself back to blueprint. It's like, hey, let's do that. It sounds a whole lot more enticing than, you know, trying to fight the symptoms that are in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So being on the same side, I love that. And is that what people can find more of then in your book? So the simplicity of self-healing, is that some of the things that people can read about if they go out and get your book as well? Yeah. The, the simplicity of self-healing is just, is basically all of the awarenesses that I used in that moment to heal myself. I kind of wrote down everything that I knew about this reality at, at that time. And I kind of put all the pieces that I knew together until it came into one, one, like, so I could see the box on the, on the outside of the puzzle. You know, like I could see the picture. I had all these pieces of the puzzle and then I couldn't figure out what it was all supposed to look like. But once all those pieces kind of came in together, the light bulb went off. It was like, oh, wait a minute. I see the bigger picture. So that's what, that's what I wrote in the simplicity of self-healing. So there are some, there are some things about grounding in there, some things about, um, you know, muscle testing being a muscle testing is a way to communicate with your body, to start getting information from your body in a clear, easy way. Okay. Sounds interesting. And even this conversation, I'm like, I need to even like re rewatch this too or re-listen to it because I'm like, okay, I get it. 
but it's like it's so deep and it's so beyond sort of the you know my day-to-day norm so I'm like this is going to take some work um but yeah, it, it, it is this we are in this shift of consciousness so it's really about our ability to look at things from a completely different perspective but it's the perspective of our higher self it's not like somebody else's perspective it's the it's the universal perspective instead of looking from our limited human eyes we start to look through the eyes of our soul and we start to see how the universe is designed and it's a brilliant beautiful design and once we understand that we can heal our bodies we can heal our lives and it's a it's a really pretty simple beautiful process we've just been taught to fight you know we've as humans we've been living in fight flight or freeze forever for centuries upon centuries and we don't know anything else but as the shift of consciousness is occurring we're starting to see wait a minute there is something else and the something else is far simpler than we've ever imagined yeah well thank you so much i love this and i i'm so glad you shared your story and what you went through because it it just provides people a different perspective and and hope and for people that are you know dealing with things like this you know here's something that maybe needs to be considered if they're not on this path or haven't considered this so i love this um thank you so much for being here today where can where else can listeners find you or reach out to you uh, they can reach out to me through my website. It's connectingyoutoyou.com. And they can find me on Facebook. I have a, face, a private Facebook group that everybody is welcome to join. It's called Soul Sourced Healing on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel, The Simplicity of Self-Healing with Lisa Warner on YouTube. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, so people can look me up there as well. Awesome. So lots of little goodies that people can find out there. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Really appreciate it. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're doing great things with your podcast. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. And we will catch you all next time. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you next time.